Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In episode 95 of Holy Shenanigans podcast, smile up to your eyes. The topic this week is hunger and how love calls us to action to feed one another in body, mind, and spirit. We are to see God in the face of all people we meet, to see humanity of each human, to smile up to our eyes and try to feed whatever hunger must be fed. This is the need. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers, the workers are few. Just as Jesus calls the 70 out two by two to the work of love, we are called to feed hungry souls and to cherish one another. Jesus knew there was a lot of soul-tending work to do, so he adds to the number of his helpers. He adds 70 more people to his team, pairs them up, and tells them to travel light, to bring peace to everywhere they go, and then to shake off the dust if they faced rejection, to not get caught up in their ego, but to rejoice in the work of serving God and doing the work they are called to do. The sending out of the two by two of the 70 in this Jesus story reminds me of a season in my life that I was sent out into the two by two work of social work. Me and my coworker, we would spend three days a week together, driving a 15 passenger van all over the county, picking up kids in an after school program focused on teaching healthy boundaries, how to cope with their emotions and the trauma that they had experienced and how to do everyday tasks like playing group games, setting up and cleaning up for snack time, and to enjoy the fun and to drink up the dedicated time each week where they were fed physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It was my honor to be part of this group for about two years, 
I taught them songs, and I played lots of volleyball, and I drove hundreds and hundreds of miles playing I Spy in a 15-passenger van. My coworker and I, we made a great team. We shared the right balance of serious about the serious stuff and quick to laugh and enjoy each gathering with our students. We were like the 70 that were sent out. We, us two by two, went out and gathered the harvest by way of an old 15-passenger van stocked with a cooler with Lunchables and Capri Suns, always prepared with a first aid kit just in case. Every trip was an opportunity to glean something good, even though some days were very hard. Every trip we went out two by two, we had each other's back, and we laughed a lot. We practiced the action of love in that group each week, and we did a lot of smiling up to our eyes. You may ask what it means to smile up to your eyes. You might not know this, but I don't give polite half smiles. It's not something I really think about because I always smile up to my eyes. When my son was two or three, he would laugh and say, Mommy, you smile up to your eyes. This was his toddler way of telling me he loved it when I didn't hold my joy inside. To this day, I have coworkers, parents, and kids that give me nicknames like Sunshine, the Pied Piper, or my personal favorite, Mary Poppins. Even to this day, if I want to get a grinning picture of anyone, I'll tell them, that's it, smile up to your eyes. All of which brings me to a story of holy shenanigans and smiling up to my eyes. I saw something that day that I just can't shake. It was a moment so intense that my mind captured a permanent image, kind of like a tattoo on my soul or my mind's eye. I was doing my job, dropping kids off after group, and after walking a child safely to their door and climbing back into the van full of chattering kids, my forward glance was captured by a pair of eyes. The eyes looked not through me, but into me, sharing a lonely but trusting glance that can only come from a young child. She was probably four or five. Her hair was braided into an ebony honeycomb on the very top of her head, her brown skin shining in the warm afternoon sun. It highlighted her huge charcoal eyes peering at me over the top of a rusty, screen door. At first, her eyes sort of looked like a light bright toy before it was plugged in, but those eyes also looked hungry. A hungry state was something I was familiar with. Yes, this look of hunger, whether it be physical, emotional, or spiritual, this longing look of hunger might be something that we remember from commercials being filmed in developing countries. But This hunger was staring directly back at me. This was not a fundraiser break for a telethon. This look of hunger was in my world. It was a disposition or a look that I would see on the faces of children who are living, breathing people in a day-to-day world. This look of hunger did not just express a hunger for food. This look of hunger was telling me, that the children in my community were not only starving for food, 
but they are starving for love. I smiled at her the way I smile at all the kids in that van. I smiled up to my eyes with all of my heart. I smiled up to my eyes. Will she? Will she smile back? At first, it looked as if those eyes didn't know what to do. It reminded me of watching a newborn colt trying to stand for the first time. Her eyes were just as unsure and wobbly as the colt's legs, but she was determined to get up and make it. I couldn't see any more of her face than the bridge of her nose as she stood on tiptoe to peer back at me, wobbly on tiptoe, but determined to make a connection with someone. And on that day, that someone was me. In a moment, my smile was returned to me in the glimmering, upturned, smiling eyes of a child. The light bright was plugged in and all the slots were full. The emotion of happiness expressed in that moment took my breath away and brought tears to my eyes. All I could do was smile back and return and pop my hand up and frantically say, hello, hello, through the tinted glass of the van windshield, all the way through to the crisscross metal of her screen door. That connection was made, and she waved back at me furiously with a small, dimpled hand. I kept eye contact with her until we pulled off the street and back onto the main road to take the rest of the kids home. I was a passenger that day in the maxi van as my partner drove. I told her how powerful that 30-second eye contact exchange had been. She mentioned that she noticed the girl when I waved at her, but I was the one that had caught her eyes. I thought about that as we drove past the houses and the autumn trees. I caught her eyes, and she caught mine. I wonder how many times a day that little one peeks out of the screen door hoping to make contact with someone else. And I don't want to assume anything about the way her family treats her, but There was something in the way she looked at me that made me think that I may have been the only friendly hello all day. I'm not sure why moments like this happen, but there was something about her eyes and the emotion that they were conveying to me that made me want to tell you about it. I felt her hunger, her hope, expectation, and joy and awe all in 30 seconds. Thank you, little one behind the screen door. Your eyes are a teacher. Your eyes hold more wonder and wisdom than you know. Whatever happens, I pray a blessing on you and your gorgeous eyes and your gorgeous mind. And I ask that your hunger is fed in body, mind, and spirit. And that you have someone not only who smiles up to their eyes at you, but a someone a helper, a worker, a family member that makes sure you have what you need to smile up to your eyes, too. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Yes, indeed, this is true. In a world and a country where power loves guns more than people, I feel a hunger for wisdom. I feel a hunger for beloved community. 
I feel a need for someone to make a plan and to take action to stop violent bloodshed of children going to school, friends going to a dance club, and people picking up milk and eggs on an everyday trip to the grocery store. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Yes, indeed, this is true. When women are not afforded the human right to attend to the needs of their own bodies, when access to health care is not the status quo, when politicians protect their own power and wealth and forget they are called to a vocation of service, the hunger of my spirit for justice grows ravenous and angry. The harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. Where are the workers for the benefit of the children? Where are the workers for the care and the support of women? Where are the 70, the 700, or the 7,000 who travel two by two? Will they come traveling over hill and dale in a 15-passenger van, carrying coolers of Capri Sun, Lunchables, and a first aid kit, just in case? Where are the workers who are the perfect balance of justice and joy, who know how to set boundaries and how to play foursquare? Yes, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers, the smiling up to their eyes workers, are few. Take a step, make it two. Time is moving, so are you. Changes come oh so soon. I'm moving on for you. Times are tough. Life is rough. We've got some work to do. The journey's on oh so long. My only grace is you. This is the first verse of a song I titled Beyond the Silver Moon. Its chorus comes from the days that I would rock my babies to sleep at night. I will fly through the midnight sky, sing by the moon. I will go to where they've gone before beyond the silver moon. The words remind me that the trial of the day will not last forever. But for the love of my babies and for the love of the world, I am needed in some way to be a worker for the sake of love every day. While my season for rocking my babies and the season of working with the children's program have long passed, The lessons of what I learned have stayed with me. These lessons are greater than the time I have to share here. But one lesson that I can share is this, that we are called to go out into the world for the sake of love. That I am called to pair up and link arms with others to try in some way to feed the many hungers of the living, breathing humans that are here today. This is the harvest before us, the harvest of compassion, the harvest of courage to face the powers that would rather count their investments than care for the hunger of humanity. The harvest of love still calls me to smile through my anger and my tears all the way up to my eyes and connect with another made in the image of God human today. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I will fly through the midnight sky, sing by the moon. I will 
Go to where they've gone before, beyond the silver moon. I will fly through the midnight sky, sing by the moon. I will go to where they've gone before, beyond the silver moon. Take a step, make it too. Time is moving, so are you. Life changes come, oh so soon. I'm moving on for you. Times are tough, life is rough. We've got so much to do. The journey's on oh so long. My only strength is you. And I will fly in the midnight sky, sing by the moon, and I will. Surrender how the moments now Your spirit's on the move With grace and hand in love I'll stand Open now to you Keep kind my words and soft my heart
I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing. Holy Shenanigans Podcast is a listener-supported podcast by way of www buymeacoffee.com backslash Tara L. Eastman. Seeing that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few, will you link arms with me? Will you smile all the way up to your eyes? Will you fly through the midnight sky? Sing by the moon. Will you go to where they've gone before? Beyond the silver moon? Will you smile up to your eyes? all for the sake of love.